Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Michael here. Before you listen to our live podcast with Dave Hughes and special guest umpire, former umpire, George Lawler, there's something I need to tell you, and that is the Junk Time AFL podcast is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's Footy Live, the ultimate AFL app for every type of footy fan. It's our favourite AFL app. That's right, Adam, isn't it? Adam's on here. And soon it will be yours too. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download Footy Live today. Here's the podcast. Round 2 2016, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who on Friday night held up an offensive religious banner at the MCG. Here's Adam Rosenbachs. You know I hate the Amish, Michael. Yep, yep. I needed to know about it. Fuck them and their stupid beards, is what I say. They've had it too good for too long. They have. Pennsylvania motherfuckers. You know what I liked about the banner that was on the... Because uh, if, if you haven't said what does it say? Uh, it said, go pies, yes. stop the mosques. Stop the mosques. Yeah. Because then you had it when just mosques just are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they breathe like bunnies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't go anywhere without a fucking mosque just being there. Oh, look at that. They, they still have to show that they support Collingwood. I oh, know. That just made me laugh. They just put go pies on the banner and it's just... Like, dude, stop the mosque. I think that's enough. Like, yeah. well, I mean, sorry, not that we agree with the message, obviously. That's ridiculous. But the idea that, like, you don't need to put your football team on it as well. But why not, Michael? Oh, OK. I mean, if you're going to support a team, uh-huh. you may as well put it out there. Yeah. Probably Because it's probably half the thing going, oh, yeah, go pies. No, I'm fucking hate moss too. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Just in case you forget that. So put up by the uh, United Patriots front. That's the people. That oh, was it really? They claimed it, have they? Yeah, you know, that's the group that put up, put up there. So, uh, Do we know if it was it AFL approved? Uh, <laughs> well, that's why they got kicked out because they didn't have the official logo. On. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do these things properly. The United Patriot Front, yeah. So they're an anti-Islam group in Australia, obviously. Um, and uh, <laughs> what a bunch of fucking scum there. What an ordinary, ordinary. Hang on, hang on. We're talking about. Collingwood Cheese Squad now or just... No, the Collingwood Cheese Squad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ticker band. Yeah. Hey, uh, Adam, we've uh, seen our special guest just walk through the door there. Oh, yeah. Let's get him up here. Go wild and crazy. Give a footy show. Welcome to Dave Hughes. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Hey, mate. How are you? I've got two chairs. What about a city here? Yeah, great. Hey, thanks for welcoming me. It's great to be here. Big Footy Show Week, Husey. Big Footy Show Week. New host. Yes, Rebecca Madden. When does she come on board? Uh, next week, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, sweet. Mm, Do you know surprise just get coming with that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you, you've just... <laughs> you've been on the show for two years. Have you ever touched Billy Brownless's wallet? <laughs> no, I haven't touched his wallet. You no, never touched a man's wallet. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. That's one of the rules. Um, 
now. <laughs> so when I first joined the show, Gary Lyons said to me, mate, you know, you never know what's going to happen here, you know? You know. And he was right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, you know, I learned Beck Madden from, uh, uh, was on Nova. She was our first newsreader back in 2001. Right. So. Yeah, I basically got her going in the media, and uh, here she is. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, she should be good. Oh, she will be good. She's great. Thanks, Gundam. Mate, I've just got the footy on. I mean, yeah. yes. Yeah. The Giants are uh, almost getting... Uh, can we, uh, can we, uh, oh, we can talk about it. We're not it's pretending this is live, are we? No, no. no, no. <laughs> we are recording this. Podcasts generally are. So it's 3.35 on a uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, the year of our Lord, 2016. So we've got the... Uh, <laughs> the Cats are making a massive comeback. They were like seven goals down. And yeah. It's like they're five points down as far as I can tell. They are. It's about yeah. 20 minutes gone in the last quarter. Yeah. And Which is amazing because everyone had uh, anointed the Cats as the Premiers after their win over... Yeah, and at three quarter time in this game, everyone had written them off. So yeah. um, it's, it's a roller coaster ride, and my son's going to be freaking out right now. I've got a six year old son who uh, just picks a team for every game and barracks hard. And uh, they were seven goals off the Giants, and he was he was punching the air, and he's going to be he's about to cry a lot. That's how, how full on he is. So the Bulldogs played Collingwood in practice, the NAB Cup match yeah. a couple weeks ago. It's an NAB Cup practice match, he doesn't break for either team. He picked the Bulldogs to win, and uh, Collingwood came back from 40 points down. And he had an absolute meltdown. So I had to turn the TV off. I had to go for a drive. Uh, and I couldn't have the radio on. And then, uh, and then he said, I think I'm right, Dad. You can tell me the score. I said, you sure you can handle this? I can handle it. I looked at the score and the Collingwood won by two points. I thought, do I lie to him? I've got a man up. Um, I told him the score and he cried for an hour. So, and he, through his tears, he said, I wished Hawthorne and Collingwood never existed. So, Don't we all? Yeah. It's, a smart kid. Well. it's 27. It's a special, <laughs> it's a special age. But he barracks. He now barracks for Adelaide. Obviously, you're a mad Carlton. Yeah. You oh, no that. way. So you couldn't brainwash him to be Carlton? I it did, was Carlton. Yeah, and then I just... Oh, look, uh, I was in Adelaide when Carlton played uh, Essendon in a practice match. Again, NAB yeah. practice match. takes them very seriously. <laughs> He's uh, the at, at, at Prince's Park. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he, and he rang me from there saying, I'm over it, Dad. And I said, just go, go. So, <laughs> so now he's a crow support, so... So that must be a bit heartbreaking for you. No, no. I mean, I, drew, I swapped from the Bulldogs from the Bulldogs to Carlton in 1976, so it um, just can't get me back, basically. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go through that process then. So how old would you been then? I was five. Yep. So, yeah. so how, why initially the Bulldogs? Carlton, I, my dad made the Bulldogs, and Carlton were on top of the ladder that year, yep. so um, I, got, I just thought, yeah, let's swap to yep. a winner. And for 20 years, it was a great decision. <laughs> right now, though, I think I'm going to swap back. <laughs> so how are you feeling about the Blues this year? Uh, not great. Nah. All our forwards play for other teams. Like, like weekend, Eddie Betts kicked five goals. Yeah, Jack Wayne kicked six. <laughs> match winner. Yeah. Josh Kennedy was a calm man. He's going to win the Coleman, yeah. But Mouldhouse was the worst. Mouldhouse is Carlton Stephen Dank. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Absolutely got rid of so many good players. It's unbelievable. <laughs> But um, yeah, hopefully uh, we've got no like, no expectations for Carlton, so that's that's pain, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It is. If you lose by less than five goals, you're happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was set the bar low. Richmond beat you, and you you punch in the air like you're a winner. Yeah, it's a set the line. We've got. Well, why don't we have a quick look at the round? So on the week on Friday night, uh, the Pies got up in the last second, basically. Ready, Pies in the audience? There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, guy, that guy holding the pen. You held up the sign. <laughs> yeah. Put down the mosque. We can't see your face. The so, Collingwood, though, can I say the Collingwood cheer? Well, you get a Collingwood game, there's always different. Like, I was there once years ago and there was a chance. There were at least three or four hundred Collingwood supporters 
uh, to Gary Ablett when he played him for Geelong that uh, your dad is a murderer. Oh. And I was like, it was absolutely full on. And I'm there like, uh, like much. They put it on the banner. It was full on, man. <laughs> I went on the radio to talk about that and Eddie McGuire cracked the shit at me. He's like, oh, Dave Hughes, he just makes up things for a living. You know, he just abuses people for a living. I said, get fucked, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, they love uh, making this. <laughs> and then we had uh, Adelaide and Port. So Adelaide Transport, they were way ahead for the whole game. From the, from moment one, they were like, you know, 40 points up, actually. That, that didn't make sense, but... <laughs> they look really good at it. Like, my son's really happy about it. But yeah, they look fine. Are you going to try and lure him back to Carlton? Uh, not this year. No? Uh, no, no, he cries it at the drop of a hat, so I just... We won the thing he cries about, actually, so... And what about the other two kids? Uh, well, they're, they're four and three, and they, they just spoke... They just want to annoy me, so they'll say they don't break for Carlton. So yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you get to go much? Uh, I'm going to go after this, so um, what time are we finishing up? 4.30, yeah. Yeah, about 4.30. Yeah, yeah. so... Game starts at 4.40, so by the time I get there, I'll uh, probably six goals down. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the one I found really interesting was the Gold Coast. Oh, in Fremantle. Free, free up for Park. Over in Perth, yeah. And they kicked 100 points and still lost. Usually if they kick 100 points, they win. Yeah, because they've got a strong defence. Ross Lyon's got like a 50-year contract, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got 25, yeah. Second time he's tweeted in five years and it was a strap yourself in. I'm going to be here for a long time. It's time for him to move past. Do the dirty. Fair players, they want to do it. Yeah, but the best one, the best loss was Melbourne. Oh, oh, of course. It wasn't that fun. Wonderful for everyone. Melbourne got ahead of themselves. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> yeah, that one win in 40 years and they're like, fuck, here we come. <laughs> Apparently after the game, Paul Roos said they were, they were, all, they were tired. It's round two. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really exciting though. Like I, th- I was actually, I'm not often happy for Essendon. Yeah, but I actually, times, yeah, because yeah. like, part of me did want them to kind of go zero and twenty-two this year. But when they kind of got up, I was like, oh, good on them. There yeah. was lots of people there, and I thought, damn, yeah, the fans have been through heaps. So I was like, you know, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I was genuinely happy that they won. They were much, yeah, and it set the record, broke the record for the world's biggest Gatorade Bukaki. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the photo. Saying Bukaki. You're on the show last night. I know, I know. It's, it's come up a lot. Not everyone lunches it, and uh, everyone else is going to go home and Google Bukaki. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to do it Monday at work, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, you can do it exactly now, but uh, you know, it's uh, well, Bukaki. <laughs> you talk about what you know. Podcasters. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Well, well, well okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, no, when, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. let's imagine though. <laughs> We call it a Gatorade Bukaki, so it's guys pouring liquid oh, over. Oh. Yeah, so when 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 a man loves when a man well when when, a, when, when, a, men. <laughs> when a Japanese when a Japanese lady loves twenty five Japanese businessmen, <laughs> very special way. Her face. <laughs> is, it, is it all at once, like in a barrel, or is it? Um... <laughs> Kids might come on one of their school exams, you know. We'll show you on Google Images. Hey, did you see the fight with Robbo on uh, AFL 360 this week? He was was very defensive because he made up a story. Well, yeah, yeah. So kind of the details are kind of beginning to come out about the Collingwood drug thing last week. And Robbo didn't seem to be 100% sure on the figures. He seemed to presume there were people who were testing positive, but he wasn't really sure. He wasn't 100% sure on facts. No, so, but, but, no, he, but still, he went with he it still anyway. Still went with it anyway. Yeah, he, said, he said up to eleven. But then, but then he went on to say definitely a quarter of the list. 
And how many are on the list? Well, it's 44. So there is 11 of them, and we can all do maths from both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he was there talking to Bucks and talking to Chris Scott, and he said that the kind of tone was that Robert was saying that if these guys weren't condemning it, you know, strongly enough, then their parents out there would be thinking that they're condoning the recreational drug use. And there was this great moment where Chris Scott went, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. And I was watching on the couch, I'm going... It's going to kick off. <laughs> Robbo, finally going to get punched in the face by Scott Brother. And it didn't happen, unfortunately. I, that's one thing I want to see before the AFL 360 finishes this year. I want to see someone punch Robbo in the face. <laughs> and I don't mind if it's Jared. <laughs> Jared just finally cracks what up. What about that punch puppet Robbo? Set fire to puppet Robbo. I found that um, Gil was saying he gets struck tested. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's if on that strikes and Gil gets struck tested. Yeah. Well, he tests positive at Grange. Well, yeah, I think he would. What if he gets. Well, yeah, what happens if he gets. What if he gets suspended? Yeah, that's kind of a press conference. Come and everything roll on business as usual because he probably does fuck all. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I highly imagine Gil would have. Let's give this Gil and then, no, I love you, you know that man. He would listen. He yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, but it's interesting that he... Why would anyone at AFL House get drug tested? Who cares? It's not performance enhancing. Is it common in the corporate world, do you reckon? Well, it's common everywhere. Isn't it? I mean, everyone in this room is probably on something. Yeah. <laughs> no, drug testing, though. Oh, drug testing. Do you get drug tested at work? No, I don't get drug tested. I don't do drugs. I'm one of the only people in Australia who don't. <laughs> I remember once when you took Neurofin before the game. Yes, that was the Neurofin last time plus. I took my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was off his head. I had eight Neurofins and a Red Bull, and that was then. That was like 2011. Still remember the night. Um, <laughs> but you guys, keep going. Do you want anything right now? No, not right now. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give a hair sample, but... AFL Players Association has reprimanded and fined five player managers for betting on the AFL markets during 2015. Five player agents that have been fined for betting on the market. Like, it's getting too bizarre. Why can't player agents bet? Like, if Liam Pickering wants to go out there and is... Fine, upstanding man. Yeah. Salt of the earth. <laughs> Good bloke. Never tells a lie. Never lies. Never tells a lie. If he wants to put $7 million on an AFL game where five of his players are playing in it, that's he should not. be allowed to do that. Yes, he should. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're winding it. I mean, they they announced they won, um, making it even wider by the fact that media people can't... can't uh... Candle. Yeah. Actually, did you fall under that music from the show? I wouldn't have thought so. I hope not. I've got a sports bet account. Why can't we bother using it? Yeah, yeah. It actually bought me shitless. I've gone to make an account like a number of times. Oh, right. I think, you know, it's enough of that football you can kind of, you know, make it mm-hmm. to bucks. Get yeah. in kind of go... Oh, you got to get your details. It's all complicated. I won. I, I won. I, I opened up just before the Melbourne Cup, so I wanted to have a bet, and I won quite a bit of money on the Melbourne Cup. You know? Yep. And so there's it's quite a bit of money sitting there. Yep. But I just don't bet. Every now and again, I'm at the traffic lights, and then, oh, God, that sports bet again. And I just bet on a dog race. That's <laughs> 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 that is. <laughs> but I, I, I just don't, I don't know why they cast the net so wide. Like, what, what, what's it got to do with media? Like, what kind of... Is it because they can get leaks and stuff? Could they influence the results? If you if you said if you like you think that Geelong are going to be the West Coast or whatever, Geelong going to be the, the Giants, and then you wrote an article, Geelong will definitely get beaten by the Giants, and then the odds will meet. You know, I'm going to be influence the odds. Yeah, and right. On the How'd that game go? By the way, uh, they are. I'm on the website now. Uh, Giants won by 13 points. <laughs> hey, Hawthorne's 26 points up. Hey, that's pretty sweet. They're back. Yeah. <laughs> they were written off last week. Yeah. 
Oh, Parliament, but we every, might have a bit of success. But almost every team that won in the first round lost it's in the really, second round. Yeah, I think so in Sydney well. played Carlton, I mean, we're just going to follow that no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Adam, shall we play Australia's favourite game? Uh, yes. A little game called <laughs> What's Trav Been Up To? Oh, we love Trav's Club's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, right. So we'll give, the, we'll give you the background here. So we're huge fans of Travis Cloak's Instagram account. It comes back from 2014 during September, during the finals. There was a picture... Trav loves the hashtag. There was a picture of his car. The driver's side window, the premiership window, was smashed. And uh, he'd written something along the lines of... Uh, uh, his shoes were stolen, so it was enjoy your new shoes. Uh, hashtag low life piece of shit. <laughs> and then the favourite one of all was hashtag no Melbourne show for me today. <laughs> Just the idea that Travis, is, <laughs> unless he's driving somewhere, he can't catch a tram or a train or catch a cab. And also, he's passionate about the Royal Show. He loves a gravitron. He loves a gravitron. When I like with the footy show last year, I'd go to the footy club and hang around all the players. Yep. And um, but Collingwood, you've got to you've got to talk to one of the players to get information off the you know yep. who who's, who should mock. And Collingwood are out Faz Alex for solo. And um, to get information, and the first thing he says, you got a handshake on Travis Cloak? I said, why? He said, he can't read. I'm like, oh, is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a learning disability. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, exactly. Illiteracy is funny. I said, well, everyone will laugh at that? He goes, yeah, they will. I said, will he laugh? Yeah, he'll laugh. So I opened with it. I the sea bars. at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. They've been beaten on the weekend. In August, they're about to plunge into the, the freezing water. And I walk out and said, Trav Clay. He goes, what? I said, you're injured. He goes, yeah. I said, you'll, you'll have to learn how to read, mate. No one laughed. <laughs> <laughs> over for Sol and he's going, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idea, idiot. <laughs> Well, he never posts any pictures of books, so it might be, <laughs> it might be true. Well, he's, got very, he's quite cultured. He's got, he goes to like Melbourne Theatre Company shows and uh, he's yeah, well. got engaged too, so there's a picture of him. Uh, Not all the well. photos that he's taken recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm like, sure he reads Woman's Day when he's in it. This one. <laughs> I know. Surprisingly, that didn't get a mention on his uh, Instagram account. Yeah. So there's a picture of him and his lovely lady right here. They're at a winery or we grow grapes. Yeah. Yeah, winery, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says, 12 months to the day, hashtag Mr. and Mrs. He's given a bit of a peck on the lips. So he's announcing that um, in a year's time they're going to get married. That's quite sweet. So they been, they're not married yet, they've got engaged. They are engaged, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, I think you can go, you can play the a very tricky time. Uh, yeah, no, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a nice one. So there's a bit of sushi, and there's a nice glass of white wine. He's wearing a nice watch. It's got a skull on it. Uh, that's probably something he got is, for is free. Is that an ad for the watch? Well, basically, I mean, there's a lot of ads on Instagram for well, football players. Actually, ads for what I was on the video a couple of weeks ago, and with hanging shit on players, doing, doing you know, ads, just ads on Instagram. One was Patrick Jones, who had his watch up like this, and it said, oh, time for the game. It was just an ad, hashtag, hashtag uh, this one, Bridge and Harrow, I think. So I had a stirred him about it, and then the, the company con- contacted me and... Gave you a free watch? And it's this watch. <laughs> 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 I really like it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I have an Instagram, but yeah, but I'll send them a photo and they're going to do it. <laughs> well, 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 I was like, no, but see, at least Patrick Dangerfield aimed high because another one you hung shit on was Stevie Johnson. 
Uh, he got a free ham for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> well, I'd like to hang shit on a Porsche and Ferrari then. Want <laughs> <laughs> to give me a free Porsche? So, sushi. It's got Alex to watch here. Yeah. Uh, quick dinner at one of my favourites before celebrating. Uh, I hope you said this to me, huh? MacArthur uh, engagement. Uh, big thanks. Oh, here we go. Easy. Big thanks to at Time Label for the th- number 32 Skull Watch. Love it. So that is an ad for the watch. That's an ad for the watch. I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm not reading an ad, but. I said it's a Skull Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a nice one Bruce the dog. We love Bruce the dog. Little gets around, little mischief. Uh, here's a picture of Bruce the dog. He needs a little uh, cubby. Got a little bone in his mouth. Good on you, Bruce. You love life. Uh, it says, little fella loves it when it's raining. Cause, Beck uh, Penizer, the uh, partner, hands out tricks. Hashtag, loves it. <laughs> Hashtag, Bruce. Hashtag, Becky loves Bruce. Hashtag, uh, it can't, it can't write. <laughs> oh, here we go. No, two, <laughs> two wet for Billy and Taco. The other two dogs. Because Bruce has two little friends. Did you get the two right? Is it two, just not two double O? Or is it two O? No, t- uh, actually two O, yeah. So he yeah. didn't... He didn't he, he probably quite nail it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> May not be too far from uh, the truth when we... Uh... <laughs> now, uh, Trav, big man, he uh, sold his house. We all know, and cute. Uh, has an elevator. So, wow. obviously, yeah, uh, got a good price for it. Um, I actually suggested with Adam that we go out and do it and go to one of the inspections. <laughs> and again, much, he said, yeah, that's, that's stalking. Uh, you probably should be talking about a man's house repeatedly on a podcast and just show up there one day. <laughs> and just leave the shoes that were stolen. Is that a house you just sold? No, this is the new one. So, so he moved bought. out to Kangaroo Ground. Wow, yeah. has he moved in yet? Uh, no, no, it only happened like two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Uh, picture of him and his partner. Kangaroo uh, Brown. But I yeah. think everyone knew where he lived in Kew because he geotagged his photos. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't hard to find him. He left a, a steady trail. Uh, we got Bruce the dog and we got Taco and Billy there as well. Oh, they're having a fun time. It's a good sunshine. Uh, and it says, uh, getting the team together for a happy snap in front of the new pad. Massive 24 hours with both buying and selling. Then two thumbs up. Uh, don't know who is more excited, the dogs or Becky Panozzo. Hashtag, so much room for activities. <laughs> it's a lot of fun too when you scroll through the comments. And here we go. Uh, this is from someone saying, fuck off that boy. <laughs> Hey Adam, should we bring on our other special guest? Yes, hang let around, Susie. More than welcome to hang around. Thank you. Hey, uh, we're very, uh, we're very uh, happy to be joined by our next guest, uh, former AFL umpire. Please welcome on stage, George Lawler. <laughs> I think that's the completely inappropriate introduction for an umpire. Yeah. Uh, this is an umpire, ladies and gentlemen, so please, let's begin with a bit of booing. Boo! Boo. You white maggot! <laughs> I feel very at home now. This is very good indeed. Pop in that fact, up. this will be good some of the credits I've used umpire in front of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so take us through. So, uh, pop the mic up right near your chin. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> 
when were you an umpire? Um, I started as a kid when I was about uh, 16 years of age in a league down in the southwest Gippsland, and it took in teams like Berwick and Beaconsfield, Cranbourne, and places like that. And then uh, from there I ended up umpiring on the Warnington Peninsula, and I got recruited to go to the VFL list in those days, which was then down in the 19s, by a fellow called Don Jolly. Now, John Jolly in our region. Legend, legend. Fabulous man he was. He umpired the 1970 grand final, did he? Exactly right. Between yes. Carlton and Collingwood. Yes. 44 points out at half time, we won that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, how do you know the umpire? Mate, I know that guy. Uh, yeah, I was, I was on my mother's womb. <laughs> well, he was, was a fabulous man, and, yeah. uh, and I was very fortunate. I, uh, he went out to have a look at me one time, and he thought this might have a bit of a future. Yep. And he suggested I go and have a go in the uh, with the VFL under 19s. Yep. So what year was that? And that was uh, in 1980. So my time was 1980, and I had two years in the under 19s, and then the next eight years, for a very limited result, was on the senior list. Okay. And so, how do you get recruited to be an umpire? So, they look at you and go, good, good push in the back. Well, firstly, if they saw me play footy, they know I had no future yeah. there. So I thought, well, if you can't do that, why don't you have a go at this? Yeah. But seriously, the way I got in was I, I actually hurt myself on a steam incident at school mm-hmm. and I uh, hurt a knee. And um, back then, they didn't want to actually cut and take a cartilage out of a 15-year-old. So they suggested get your knee right, do a lot of running, a lot of weights, build yourself up and avoid an operation. So my brother was, uh, he was magging down on the southwest <laughs> <laughs> And he suggested, why don't you come down and, and just be a boundary umpire? And he said, plus, being a tight ass, he goes, plus, you get $11 for a senior gun. Sweet cash, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. My brother did it for the cash, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. No objection to that at all. Mm. So here it was I, at the end of every month, I got this check, George Lawler, 44 bucks, and I'm thinking, shit, the milky bars are on me. Right. <laughs> We're out and about. What area was that? That was down in the, the southwest Gippsland. You could have bought about three or four houses for that, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I spent my time down there, and then as um, I, I started, I thought at one stage, I wouldn't mind giving field on time again. I don't think I'll like it, but I'll have a go at it. And I was probably 16, and I was umpiring kids of other way age, so they were the thirds, which was the under 19s. I survived it, got through, still alive, and then this Tom Jolly fellow yeah. come and uh, recruited me, and then I went on from there. And so, what was the first uh, VFL game that you applied? Yeah, the first one uh, was at St Kilda. Yep. Oh, Moorabbin. Moorabbin. Oh, yeah. they were, oh, that's scary. Oh, that is scary. What was the pig pen or something, or the enclosure? Oh, I, I, was there yeah, one, yeah. I remember being there one day. I was there one day and I said something about Tony Lockett and a woman who was driving 75 turned around and said, I'll see blood in your face before the end of the day. And I was like, <laughs> that, was, that would have been scary. Well, it was. I always say you never forget your first day. Yeah, game. yeah. And I remember it for all the, all the non-football-related instances. Like, I remember in those days the siren would go and these two police horses would rush out. <laughs> well, I shit myself like you would not believe. I thought, what's going on here? And they come out and they escort you off the ground. Of course, because people could run on the ground back then too. But yeah, they were allowed then. And anyway, um, and kids were on the ground. And I didn't recognise at the time, but he broke through the police ring and this little bit kicked me in the arse. <laughs> 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 I was working most I was working in a sports retail outlet out in Dandenong. And this kid came past the school one day at 9.30 in the morning and he said, Hey, were you the dick that umpired out of a rabbit on the weekend? I said, yeah, I was. And he said, did you feel anyone kicking in the ass? I said, well, yeah, I didn't have any mention. He goes, it was me. So get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he pissed off. He did a runner. <laughs> but that, for another reason, too, we, um, I remember coming up the ground, it was a 
pissy city, day down there, with mud everywhere, and we we're getting right close to the umpire's race, and even one thing Randy and had a bit of a dash out there, and the policeman used to like shepherd you through. Yeah. Come on, Jimmy, come through, here you go. Then kick you in the bum. <laughs> and this bloke was trying to get to me very desperately, and he knocked the policeman's hat off, and it went in the mud. And he had no regard for the police, or he just wanted to get to myself and the other guy I was umpiring. Anyway, um, I always had advice, and I said, take it all in on your first day, because you'll never have another first day experience. So I got to a safe area of the race, because half of it was like chicken wire, the other half was concrete. And I'm watching all this, and the policeman grabbed him, and he took him into the umpire's rooms, and he gave him a nice going over. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first game. She was trapped or something. The boys have been doing this for years. <laughs> and he gave him a real going over, and they sort of dragged him out of the shower block. And behind the umpire's rooms are where the police were, and an ambulance went. They went, yeah, there, off the way. Straight the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Wow. Who won that? Do you remember who won that game? Uh, Melbourne played St Kilda. It was a Melbourne game. Imagine how they a Collingwood game. St Kilda should have won, and they didn't. Oh, so, yeah. Because right. of you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was always because of that. Yeah. No, definitely. Do you remember bad decisions that you made? I can't remember a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, play, oh, yeah, I was got We've all done some real shots. But there wasn't a replay back then, was there? Not every game was like, there wasn't, who was there? Was there oh, cameras on every game? No, not every game. They used yeah. to have the winners. And they used to yeah, have yeah. TV, you know, whatever it was, Channel 7 and replay. Yeah. But I remember there were a couple of occasions you'd go home and you had a look at yourself on the replay. And even I was trying to say, I was appalling. I'm thinking, how do you do that? How nervous do you get for your opening bounce? I reckon it's worse now than what it used to be. Yeah. Because in our time, we used to put on a couple of shockers and that's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And now you see blokes there, it looks like they're hanging on all the time. They think, shit, go up, go up, go up, go Yeah, yeah. Man! Oh, shit, thank God for that. They've got to bring it back now. I reckon they would. Well, yeah. If it goes outside the circle... They've got to bring it back. They've got to bring it back. And I get it. Because everything is measured now. Yeah, I reckon just go for it. If you pick one up, it goes your way. Clearance kick, go So, yeah, I got no objection to that. Were you a good bouncer? Uh, started off alright, yeah, finished off okay. Always had a couple of bodgies in between, but yeah, I survived alright. I saw an umpire out of Waverley one day bounce the ball into his forehead and out of bounds. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that in front of the crowd. But can you, can, so you, obviously you can hear the abuse. How much did you cop from the players? Oh, look, by and large, the players were pretty good. Yeah. Um, and there's some real good stages and good characters and, uh, and very good very good citizens among yeah. them too. Yeah. But I remember, and sometimes they can cost you, because I remember Robert Tippi at America one day, was out at uh, you know, Princess Park when Hawthorne was sharing with yeah. the yeah. league club in the competition. And, um, and, he, and he sucked me in big time. He's gone and he's punched a living shit bag out of someone yeah. from Geelong. He went down and... Jeff was there picking him up. He said, oh, mate, you're okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, shit, that must have been an accident. Until <laughs> <laughs> I got home now, look on the replay and three stubbies again, I'm thinking, I'm getting holiday next week. <laughs> would you, I, I got the ask. Would you, if a, if a, today in the game, actually, sort of coming here, Geelong playing um, the... Uh, GWS. Yeah, and uh, there was a, a free paid against one of the runners and they couldn't work it out and then it was on the radio. They, they, got, they paid it against the runner because the runner had questioned a decision. Oh. Yeah, Nigel Lapp had questioned a decision and they paid a free against uh, Geelong and was a goal. So, yeah. so what if, if, would you, if a, a player said to you that was a shit decision or whatever, would you immediately pay a free, another free kick or not? No, it was different back then. Yeah. They'd probably have the opportunity for a bit of dialogue. And it might be, you know what, mate, I got that one wrong. 
let's talk about getting out of this one. And that pretty much shut it all down. Yeah. If you're trying to defend yourself and you get into this unnecessary, unnecessary you know, dialogue, no one would. would you have players that you didn't really like so you, would, you wouldn't give them the, the benefit of the doubt? No. I always said it's, it's hard enough to get it right, let alone try and get it wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. And did you, did you have discussions about uh, you know, the players that were going to be running around to what, what to watch out for before you went out there? Like if you talked about like divers and stuff, did you know what games were coming up? I think you had to be footy smart. Yep. But you didn't go into it with a lot of depth because before you know it, you, you think about it too much and, and before you know it, you, you've got preconceived ideas. So yep. you've got to go in with a pretty clear mind about the whole thing. But just be aware of who's on who and what might be likely to happen and just wait until something happens. Did anyone ever affect you from the other side of the fence? Because I yell at the umpires a lot. And I, I try, I get the record and I get their name, so I can try to... And if I run it out really of voice... Yeah, no, I've, I've been at the footy with, with Adam, both Carlton scores, and, and I've run out of voice, and what, I, what have I said to you? Can you pay out of the umpires for me? <laughs> so, so can you... Um, is anyone ever, would they affect you from the other side of the fence? No. Never? No, so it's not worth it? No. Nah. And a lot of the stuff they used to throw at <laughs> A lot of the stuff they threw at was just... It was hilarious stuff. Yeah, right. And I can pick my family's voices a mile <laughs> <laughs> So how many games would you have umpired all up? Well, look, I'm glad you asked that. I am um, I'm very happy with what I did over the journey. Um, 1,740 minutes. <laughs> now, if you break it down, that's uh, do the, 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 uh, the quicker cal- calculation of the 60 quarters of league footy, okay. which converts to 15 games. Yep, sure. So most of my confusing and frustrating work was done pretty much. That's 15 more than the, the rest of us. <laughs> oh, no, hands up, who else done it? Yeah, you're the only one. Did you ever, you ever, you ever <laughs> give a vote to somebody who went on to win a Brownlow medal? Uh, yep. Who was that? Paul Couch. Oh, Couchy, yeah. 989. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dipper. You want to get one? Yes. Yeah, a few others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the process when you're doing the Brownlow? So you've been umpiring when there were two umpires. That's right, yep. So you get in after the game, are you looking at stats or are you just having a bit of a chat? No, they deliberately don't give you the stats because they can influence you. Yep. I'm not sure what they do now. I think it's still pretty much the same. But I've got a feeling they might get the stats now. Anyone? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, there's more midfielders get votes, so yeah. you think maybe they do. Maybe they don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, but in our time, you just used to sit there and think, geez, number seven. Mm-hmm. And so and so, look, by and large, I think you get it right. But there were times where I think I've got it wrong. I remember going up to Carrara one day, and there was a fellow called Waterman or Waterson or someone. And, um, For Brisbane, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the replay again through studies of the telly again because it's terrible. And I thought, this Waterson, he's in everything but a blue sandwich. I'm thinking, wow, he's, <laughs> he's had that much of the footy. I'm thinking, shit, I hope I give him a vote. And I rang my I said, do you recall if we give water sometime? He said, yeah, I made sure we did. I thought, oh, thank God for that. I couldn't recall doing it. Yeah, right, yeah. But, yeah. So, look, there are times when we don't get it right. But by and large, I don't think there's been a Brownlow medalist who hasn't earned the right. Well, well Adam. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you thinking of one? We're all thinking of the same person. Okay. <laughs> who did he play for? Uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good player. So, do you, do you guys, when, when the Brownlow is on, are you 
like the umpires chat you're at training and stuff. Do you do you talk about the votes that you gave on the weekend? It's funny. We put bets on. Yeah. No, we never did. We used to have our own Brownlow night with the Maggoteers had a very Down at the Vaucluse Hotel, and it was fabulous. So you didn't get any, you don't get an invite to the Brownlow as an umpire? I went to two of them. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, oh, it was a good experience. Yeah. That's what it was all about. Mm. Um, but we used to have our own function. Yeah. The Vaucluse. Mm. Everyone used to get there. I was, uh, I'm going to talk about myself for a second, but I was one of the favourites for the Wollongong District 1991 uh, uh, League Bears and Ferris, and I went to the, the count with my dad, who had been drinking, and uh, the umpire's uh, table was right next to ours, and I got one vote for the night, and the umpires knew about it that night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading, I mean, when you talk about the uh, kind of silence, I remember reading... Uh, Dibia Domenico, or just call me Dibba. Uh, it's not even the rap by John Platten or Goldkeep by Jason Russell. But uh, reading that book, and he talks about in Brownlow night in 86, Peter Cameron came up to the table and said, the Brownlow medalist is sitting at this table. He said that to the table, and then they all began to think, oh, John Platten's won the Brownlow, because he was kind of like the, I suppose, the favourite of that year. And I find that quite a remarkable re- kind of confession. Do you find it unusual? Yeah. yeah. It might have just been. Um, well, Camo had, had a great personality. Don't, don't get me wrong. He was he was a funny man. He was a man's man. Hamo. Oh, Camo. Oh, Camo. Sorry, Camo. I thought it was nickname. Yeah. And he was a very good shit stirrer too. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's just as lucky up, just planted a little bomb and yeah. Well, but they would have known. He wouldn't know. There was no way that he could know. I don't think. No, I, yeah. I don't think he would. Yeah. yeah. And so, what was the process during the week? Training. Uh, how many nights would you do that? Uh, we were compulsory Tuesday and Thursday. Yep. Um, and everyone had to do their own stuff in between. So if you weren't if you weren't doing something for your game every day, you, you, you wouldn't run into league footy. And the training consists mainly of running. Geez, oh, we're boring. It was just running, bouncing, and more running. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I remember, uh, I remember one night, like we did have some funny blokes on the list too. Yeah. You might recall, like Glenn James was a yeah, absolutely. And we used to train, sound a bit old, but we trained on the inside of the dog track, used to be the Olympic Park dog track. Yep. I thought that was very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Our coach of the day said, oh, he's got an instruction, and he brought everyone, come in, I've got to tell you something. And Glenn James, he took his shoe off, and the coach was talking to us, and a number of um, um, seagulls had been flying out of the top. And he chucked his shoe off, and the coach was going, for God's sake, what are you doing? And he goes, got to feed the family somehow, Bill. <laughs> He was a man who was very proud of his, uh, of his culture. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 and um, he just he broke down a lot of barriers. And he, he was great for our group and great for Australians. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing, yeah, and he would have copped some flack, you can only imagine. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Particularly when he first started. Yes. He, he, he may have been exposed to some very uncomfortable. Yes. Did he ever complain to... about it? Well, how did he go with that sort of stuff? Oh, water for ducks. Back yeah, well. Wow. And he would, on some occasions, he grieve. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> did you ever report anyone in the NFL place? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to over the gym. Yeah. So you had to go down to the tribunal? Yeah. And do you, do you uh, have the umpire's code? Or do you just say <laughs> what you saw? Jesus, <laughs> oh, the storms when you used to think. Used to leave there thinking I was a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I just reported this bloke for help, and this one, yeah. and all the questions you used to get, all the cross examination. There wouldn't be vision with the library, would there? Well, there, yeah, well, there, was. there was still vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so there were a couple of guys, like, and sometimes it used to get uncomfortable too. So um, I remember there was an occasion where I had to report Mick Malthouse 
Oh, yeah. Never going well. Never going well. He doesn't hold grudges. <laughs> 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 but it was, at a, it was at a time where... What, what did Mick do? It was, it was an abusive language like Oh, OK. And it was at a time where... It was really looking bad on the television. Guys, it's very bad. Mouth guard out and kick shit all over again, all sorts of stuff. And I think it was Jack Hamilton and uh, Swabby at the time were running the show. Right, they're the boss of the AFL. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they said, this stuff's got to stop. Yeah. yeah. It's looking terrible. The brand's getting damaged. So let's just tidy up a bit. And so the new direction was if a guy had a bit of a lash at you, by and large, you know, it's on the spare of the moment, he doesn't mean it. But you used to have to go up to him and say, um, and listen, Hughes, if you're directing that stuff at me, I'm going to have to knock you out. Tell me you're not directing Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And most of all, they go, of course I'm not talking, I'm talking, it's a good one, forget it. Mick wasn't telling you up to speed with the change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't telling you up to speed with the change of the, uh, the new plan. Because I said to him, because I was only pissing in, in the scoopers, and he'd done everything for you. Yeah. Back through the terms. Anyway, he'd had a dash at me. And, um, and I said to him, now Mick, please. Please tell me you're not directing that shit at me. And he says, I'm along the lines. Not only are you stupid, you said you're fucking deaf. <laughs> 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 so I had to it. Do you remember specifically what he had said in the initial verse? Oh, just inherently how, how intelligent I was at the time yeah. and how accurate my decision making was. I got reported in under 12s. Really? It was yeah. four. Striking. I think because I went to <laughs> I went to pick up the ball and I think the kid like kicked it and kicked my hand so I just like punched him in the face. <laughs> and then the, the umpire reported me and I got sent off and I burst into tears. <laughs> and then I had to go to the tribunal. Right, which was at, uh, it was at Oak Park Bars. It was in an, uh, like a room in there. And we went in there and there was no, there was no players card. The kid just goes, yeah, hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I got a week. I, a guy got reported for hitting me one day and he got me, got me a good one. So, but I, I didn't want to put him in. So I just said in there, I said, um, no, I don't know what happened. I just had a really sharp pain to the side of the face and I was uh, dizzy for a long time. He got three weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> so who were some of the players you loved to watch? I mean, do you get much of a chance when you're umpire and you're constantly paying attention or can you sit back and almost enjoy the oh, game? Oh, still a good seat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, best seat in the house, you can't go wrong there. But some of the boys I used to love watching, I think um, Brewer could just sort of turn the game. He could do some just unbelievable stuff. Mm. He was terrific to watch. Even guys who want to remember, Neville Bruns, I thought he, he just was able to get it all the time. He was terrific and, and a very good bloke to go with it too. But were you around with Neville Bruns for Geelong, yeah? Korea, yeah. yes. Yeah. He was who Lee Matthews snapped. No, no, yeah. no. Neville Bruns, he no. headbutted Lee Matthews' hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Were you around when Lee Matthews punched him and he got knocked out and Lee Matthews was... Uh, yeah. The, the, the cops got involved. That's right, yeah. I was on the circuit at that time, but I wasn't in that game. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 And so what happens to you kind of, uh, you've played under-19s for how many years? I was two years in the under-19s. And then up to reserves, does it go like that or is it straight yes, to the uh, um, In my time, uh, I, did, uh, I was lucky enough to do an under-19 grand final in 1982. Yeah, great. And then that would progress you onto the senior list. So uh-huh. within the first few weeks, I think they wanted to give you an opportunity to see if you could do it or not. And I was in the seconds within the first few weeks. Um, but it still took a year and a bit to get into senior footy. So, uh, and so you weren't umpiring, well, sorry, you were umpiring each week, but in seniors and then you get tapped on the shoulder and you get dropped as such? 
Oh, yeah, you get, yeah, you get the ask very easily. Okay. Just some of that. But in those days, if you got dropped from league footy, we used to go down to the Hamden League. Yes. And then or we used to go to the uh, yeah. Murray and we used to go to all these joints. And that, and was, um, that's where everyone really cut their teeth back. And yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. How much money would you get for a game? Like, in this, for the VFL, how much money? Yeah. Um, I was on the lowest scale. Yeah, yeah. I was in zip to 25 or zip to 50. And the last check I took home was after a Collingwood North Melbourne night game at the MCD that was like two hundred and fifty three dollars. Yeah right. And someone would say to me, said, gee that's all right for a night out. Yeah. <laughs> that's not real bad. And don't get wrong, I'm not talking about what we're on, because it does get better the better you got. But you could be pulling the bars at this hotel here. Yeah. And get yeah. twice it. Like when you look at the it's like time less pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yes. What are the umpires on now? Because are they full time? No, no, there's not one of them full time. Yeah. No, all of them have got uh, all of them have got day jobs. Yeah. And they uh, they're lucky enough to get a bit of latitude because they they can be taken away from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And what brought the end of your mind crew? <coughs> there were when I finished up there were what, uh, 16 teams in the comp and I think 14 coaches out of 16 rang me at home and asked me to consider. <laughs> 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 I had my home number. <laughs> I couldn't fit it all into Tavish. Yeah. I, um, I was working at Nike and I just started the family and I found myself just doing, I was shooting off from everything too early. I got to piss off home early to get to work early. Yeah. Then leave work early to get to training early. As soon as training finished, I'm back home and I'm thinking, three and two's not really going. Mm-hmm. But if I was in every week, yeah, yeah. Stuff that was tough. You'd make it work, but I was a, a fringy at best. Yeah, but would you, was this, was the, what was the pressure like? Was the pressure enormous when you're umpiring at the senior level? Was it just oh, really hard to deal with? Oh, you can deal with it, right? But there was nothing you could do that didn't have a question associated with it. Right, and that's, yeah. for, and that's for the right reason. Yeah. Like, you know, but just the negativity you'd face week after week yeah. and people just hating you like thousands of them at a time. Let's bring them all in. <laughs> Now, what's the biggest crowd you ever umpired in front of? Um, it was out at VFL Park, yeah. and it was a Collingwood-Essendon game, and it might have been uh, maybe north of 60 or something. Yeah. Because all I remember was it was very early in the season. It was stinking hot, and it was close, and I couldn't wait for it to finish. I was rooted. I yeah. Were there better places to umpire than other grounds? Like, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah it's good. Cool. Um, used to love the MCG, and yeah. for whatever reason, I just got a lot of them at the MCG. I loved it. Whereas at VFL Park, I just found it... Oh, I thought it was big. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got into my head in the end. I thought, oh, I know I'm going to be rude at the end of this. Yeah. Who, were the worst support? who were the worst supporters? Was it Collingwood or who were, who were the worst supporters? Do you think? Uh, and not just from you, from generally who was known as the worst by the umpires? What about the, the more, who was the most enthusiastic? Yes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> at the, the Victoria Park, they were very. <laughs> 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 I remember one, one time I, I did a curtain raiser game out there, so I like the little place, and the 19s. And. Um, our change rooms were right in the forward pocket of where the, their cheer squad used to be. And um, I was up playing with this fella, and he was always out there a little bit. He was on the edge. And back then, the dress stand, he had to wear a jacket, and he had to wear a tie to sort of keep the image up a bit. Well, this bloke was out there, and he was a bit of a... He was politically orientated. He borrowed his brother's jacket because he never had one, and he had, you know, banned the nuke, and, you know, had all these... Yeah, yeah, stop the moss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take it from the umpire's room, walk it inside the boundary line, and then go up to an aftermatch at the party by and sang with a couple of babies. And 
All these players are hanging out. Yeah, you bastard, you do it every week. Why is it you do it to us every week? <laughs> this way, much is because of idiots like you. Can you just have a look at yourself? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Very shortly, but I just wanted to... Do you want to watch the game? Do you want kicking off for the umpires? It's funny, I watch it differently. Yeah. Um, I still know a lot of the guys are on the circuit because we're, we're very similar to a footy club. Where well, Ray's Ray Chamberlain. You got any thoughts on him? <laughs> yes, I do. Good or bad? Good. He's got a character and he's got some personality about him. That's what they need. Dave, do you have any thoughts on Ray's Ray? I'm telling you, you might have. Let's go with those ones. And What's that, your view of Ray? Ah, oh, he's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> he's got personality. He's no, got personality. He is a character, yeah. And so, who are some of the umpires you like watching? Oh, um, um, oh, uh, Ray's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember Darren's Goldsmith, who spoke about him earlier. Yeah. Every era has someone with some personality and a bit of zip about. I reckon Goldie was standard. So. Yeah. Is anyone yeah. that took the mark? No, it was Peter Carey. Peter Carey. That's yeah. right. I remember when I because <laughs> Darren Goldsmith used to run a news agent so I remember a Hawthorne fan put his phone number on there I'm like fan <laughs> from Bombarda <laughs> I remember a lady at work once uh, she was a very uh, staunch Hawthorne supporter and she used to go past Goldie's news agency in the morning and she said are you the bloke with that guy are you Darren Goldsmith he goes well yes I am Cancel my paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely fascinating, George. So, great applause for George Lawler. Thank you, George. Thanks, mate. Uh, we'll finish off plugs for your shows. Adam, you're doing shows in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yep, go to comedyfestival.com.au. My show is called Life Hack. It's fun. I saw it last night. It's very, very good. Go see it. A lot of Bukaki references, apparently. <laughs> and Dave Hughes, your details? Yes, at uh, Athenaeum Theatre every night, 8.15, 7.15 on Sunday nights. Um, yeah, come along. It's called uh, Sweet. Cool, man. We've got two more shows here next Sunday, the 10th and the 17th, 3.30pm, the Imperial Hotel. We're at Junk Time AFL Pod at Gmail. We're at Junk Time AFL Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, lots of emails this week uh, about throwing the baby out with the bathwater. A lot of uh, tapping, isn't it? Matthew Pavlich said it. Yeah. Uh, SCN talked about it. Uh, there's Ross a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are being turfed. <laughs> Although, actually, in their defence, they're saying they're not going to throw the baby out of the bathwater. Some so, people are keeping the so baby. So if they were saying, finally, <laughs> <laughs> I think we yeah, need it. They should change the bathwater or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.